Hello and welcome to a special feature on Latte Firm. The international break is well and truly over. The title race is well and truly on. Arsenal and Manchester City are going to go head to head in this home straight of this current Premier League season. Is it going to be happiness or will it be heartbreak? I am joined by three tremendous guests to talk through the title running and get all of their thoughts. Uh, if you're watching, drop a like on the video, subscribe to the channel if you're new. Let's just get a couple of comments out of the way very quickly. Uh, Josh, Evening All FK, I've got my missus fully invested in the firm. She's got us watching on the TV. Come on, you gunners. Poor Mrs. Josh. But Josh, welcome. And Mrs. Josh, also very welcome. KSSMYW says, howdy FK, watching the ladies on the YouTube channel on, on the zone. Uh, they are currently rocking Bayern's world. Yes. I know there's a clash with the Champions League, but hopefully those of you who are watching in uh, after the Champions League game is finished, uh, welcome and enjoy the content. And Vishal in the chat also, evening lads. Right, let's get the panel on. First up, he needs no introduction. It is, of course, the genius content creator that is Bav. Bav, welcome to the firm. How are you, man? All blessed, man. Title charge ready. We're going for it. We have, mate. I love the optimism. I want to get all your thoughts on what we're doing here and how you think it's going to end. I'm really glad that you've made the time to join me tonight, Bav. So thank you so much. Uh, let's bring in our next guest. He also needs no introduction. None of these guys need any, in, any introductions, but it is, of course, James Benj from CBS Sports. James, welcome to the firm. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm grateful that you've joined as well. I know you had to go out and you know do the, the sort of rain run to pick up your partner from the <laughs> station or wherever it was. Thanks for making it back in time. I really appreciate it. And James, how are you feeling? I mean, look, international break has just come and gone. You said before we went on air that it was a few days of well-earned rest for you guys in the media world, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, come on. Who cares about World Cup qualifiers, even when Bakayo Saka is bossing it? I'm not. I'm not bothered. I was a bit freezing yesterday watching England under 21s. I'd only gone to see Emil Smith Rowe and he played about 30 minutes of a dead rubber. So uh, it's good to good to uh, be back to Premier League football, the stuff that matters. Good. And Premier League football is back indeed. And and our final panellist for tonight, again, a regular on this channel and a good friend. It's Pedro from Le Grove. Ped, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Uh, mate, I'm good. I'm good. Um, it's been a dry couple of dry few days. You know, the international break is always a little bit uninspiring, but now you know we've got the bigger eyes on the bigger prize. I am excited. I am psyched about this title race, but I'm equally terrified of heartbreak. Uh, how are you? I'm good. I'm excited to be on with James and Babs. This is like uh, the the fancy the fancy guest this week. Very cool. Mate, fancy guests indeed. And I'm grateful for all of you guys making time to join us. And I'm sure people will catch up with us post the Women's Champions League tie against Bayern Munich. Um, I'm going to start where I normally do, how I normally do, guys, by sharing a slide deck. And James, I'm going to come straight to you by asking, well, quite frankly, let's just take it back a little bit and look at these images courtesy of PremierLeague.com. Last season, we finished fifth. Now, it's a horrible reminder because the scum are just above us. And the year before that, we finished eighth, also behind the scum. And then you look at the performance chart of this current season. Look at us. We are, have been top for the vast majority of this season. So from game day sort of three all the way through, slight bit blip sort of game day 22, but top of the league. And my question is, James, what the fuck are we doing here in a title race with 10 games to go in this season? Yeah, I keep wondering if we're sort of living in Martin Erdegaard's dream world or something because it, it doesn't feel real I um I've I don't want to give too much away but I've spent uh the last couple of days writing a sort of feature comparing this potential title winning team to Arsenal's last one um and it's very weird to be like thinking about it in this these terms I think we'd all kind of come around to the idea that Arsenal might one day be competing for titles, but they're like, it wouldn't be this season. Um, it's so strange how your priorities shift. I don't even know when St. Tottering, like St. Totteringham's day might already have happened. When does that happen? It must be like a few weeks from now at, at the current rate. And you're just like, don't care. You know, that was St. Totteringham's day was obvious sometime in November. Honestly, St. Totteringham day is obviously just around the corner. And to kind of build on that question, Bav, I want to come to you in your wildest dreams. You know, did you expect Arsenal to be in this position? Because last summer, after missing out on the Champions League, you know, we, we lost away at Spurs and messed it up at St. James's Park. There was a lot of, I guess, tension amongst the fan base. Uh, Mikel Arteta went out and bought Sinchenko and Jesus. And we've added a few other sort of additions to the squad. But here we are going into the first weekend of April, top of the league and eight points clear. Bav? 
it's a, it's a surprise and I'm a bit more of a, on the delusional side of Arsenal fans. So even I didn't expect it. I'm very optimistic. And to be fair, I'll tell you what, last season, I thought our team was probably our first team, I'm talking there, before injuries, probably third place. I know Chelsea finished third, but I think Arsenal were on course to finish above them before certain players got injured. So to be honest, when the players what we've signed, you know, you look at Jesus Sinchenko and the mentality and also the players that we have improving under Arteta, gaining more experience. It's a surprise, but at the same time, maybe it was to be expected. Because Arsenal showed last season, after letting go of Aubameyang, you know, we were not fighting for the title, but our form was up there with Man City and Liverpool, or not too far off at least. And then you add the additions of the, the players that we've added and the quality and the experience. And then the likes of Saka just getting better and better, continuing to surprise me beyond my biggest beliefs. Maybe it's been coming. And uh, I think we also have to appreciate the tactician that is Mikel Arteta. I think he's always had a tactical ability to compete with the best. We saw it in his first season in the FA Cup. When you go head-to-head with Pep Guardiola and beat him at Wembley, you know, you got something about you, especially when you got Mustafi at the back as well. So uh, I think tactically we've always been there. It's just now Mikel Arteta has the players that can execute that plan on a week-in, week-out basis. And just sticking with you, Bav, what do you say to those people who say, well, you know, there are a few clubs in transition this season. Manchester United are off, Chelsea are off, Spurs have obviously just lost Conte. <laughs> um, but what do you say to that? I mean, is it just, uh, are Arsenal just doing a Leicester? No, it happens every year. Every year, the team that's at the top will say it's the best season and the teams that are below us will go, oh, it's transitional years, excuses and narratives. Ultimately, people don't want to see Arsenal succeed. That's fair enough. You know, we're Arsenal, we're a massive club and United fans and so on and so forth, they're going to burn seeing Arsenal, you know, be there. That's why I think, when you listen to Gary Neville, for example, I think it probably does burn him a little bit to see Arsenal, you know, do so well right now because, you know, he sees United spend, you know, billions of pounds since Ferguson's left and not be here. And Arsenal, you know, slow progress, you know, getting the players out. They're not spending massive money on any any big players, you know, just steady progress. And the plan that he was criticising about Ben White and so on and so forth, that process is is paying off. It really is. Uh, Pedro, just your thoughts on this. And I suppose a slightly different question because we've been top for such a large proportion of this season, as you can see on that performance chart. There's the green dots where we've been first for so many match weeks. What do you say to those people that are like, well, it's been a fun journey. doesn't really matter where we sort of end up. And if we finish second, we should still be so proud of the team. I mean, do you think finishing second would still be a successful season given the scenario that we find ourselves in now? Oh, you're on mute, Ped. Uh, yeah, yeah, 100%. If we finish second, that's been a, um, a massively successful season. Um, I think we've been kind of dealing with, um, you know, fans always thinking that it's that, that this this project's going to burn up. I remember uh, people calling for a Mikel Arteta to be fired last year after going out of the Europa League. I remember people saying that Arsenal's top four chance, it was the best chance of getting top four that we get. And this season... We're 10 games out. We're top of the league. And, um, uh, you know, we're here to stay. This is the, the, the one of the youngest teams in the Premier League. They're massively inexperienced uh, in comparison to Manchester City. And they look um, they look like title contenders. This is, you know, I said it, I think I said it um, on, on another show um, on uh, the Highbury squad. Like, this is the start of a dynasty. This isn't, uh, this isn't the end. And if we don't quite make the mark this season, look who we're competing against. Um, and I, I think, uh, you know, we're just asking the question about, you know, whether it was expected that we'd uh, be in this position this season. I don't think anybody expected us to be winning the league, but like, look back to the, the fifth place finish last season. Spurs finished above us. Their third top goal scorer was own goal. Um, Arsenal had one of the worst runs of fixtures last year. Um, and we had a lot of bad luck. The thing you know, we lost our key players in the back end of the season. And when you look at uh, the striking options that we had last season and looked at where some of our deficiencies were, like it was pretty obvious that if we signed good players in the summer, um, we could make up a lot of ground. So we added a top striker, we brought back, and everyone forgets, like William Saliba would have been a 60, 70 million pound player in any other season. And we brought him back on loan. Uh, you add, you add some of that winning mentality, um. And you know, I always thought this was going to be a comfortable third season. Um, but to be in a title race, I mean, a lot of it comes down to that good start. You know, we had momentum from the off and we've kept it going. Haven't had many injuries. And now it's like, how do we manage fitness? How do we manage the nerves? Um, and let's see where we go. But I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. But I don't think it's as shocking as everybody makes it out. I just think people weren't really seeing um, how close we were to being a really good side last season, but now they are. So good news for us.
when I look at that performance chart, my heart just flirts with the idea of devastating heartbreak. I think if we were to finish second after everything that we've been through this season, that is going to be a lot of pain for the Arsenal fan base. And I don't know how long it's going to take. I mean, James, just to finish this slide, I... I I mean, look, before going into the season, I'd have said, look, finishing second, are you crazy? I'll take that all day long. But just the way that the season has unfolded to be pipped right at the death, I don't know if I'd be able to recover from that, mate. Yes, I know. And I think certainly for the fans, I think it, it would be really tough. But kind of, you know, like Pedro said there, second would be a huge success. And I think the thing that would encourage me is... I don't think it would be unreasonable for a team, any team to feel a little bit broken at the start of this season after what happened to Arsenal at the end of last. You know, it was a great season and the way they turned it around from the slow start was fantastic, but they will have felt, and Arteta told them, they blew it, you know. And I think it says everything about the, the fortitude, the strength of character in this group that it actually they responded to that setback by becoming the best or the joint best team in the Premier League. So, I mean, it's always going to be hard. I agree with Pedro. This could be the start of the, a dynasty, but you, it could be a Liverpool-esque dynasty where you don't get that many big, big trophies. Um, but I mean, I'm, I'm really confident that as devastating as it would be for the fan base, if this didn't go right, these players could, uh, could move on pretty quickly and, and compete for the title again next year and the year after and the year after. I hope so. And I hope that's what, you know, Mikel talks about in terms of phase four and five, that consistency is going to come. Uh, but focusing on this season, and this show is going to be about predicting the sort of title running as we go through, just to kind of put into perspective how far we have actually come, these graphics courtesy of now underscore Arsenal. After 28 games a couple of years ago, we were 10th in the league. After 28 games last season, we were fifth in the league. And after 28 games this season, we're obviously top and flying. Bav, you mentioned the genius that is Mikel Arteta, the tactician that he is. What do you think's changed for you, apart from the personnel? So obviously we talked about Sinchenko and Jesus, but what do you put it down to this season? Uh, you know, what, what, what sort of catapulted us up into this position? I think it's just stability. <clears throat> because the players now know how to play. They know how to, where to be. And if you watch Arsenal play, it's all automatic. You know, it's like a system. It's like a co constant cog that keeps turning in the right way. And that's what Arsenal are. It's a machine now. It's a well-oiled machine. You know, you see it with Liverpool over the past years, now Man City as well. You know, these teams, they have the same way of playing. They might make slight adjustments, but it's all kind of the same plan. It's plan A every single week. And that's how they play. So if you watch Arsenal's games, very few games of Arsenal adapted their plans. But also Mikel Arteta, I think one thing that makes him different to you know Pep Guardiola is that he has a different style of playing and that style of winning. There's sometimes in games where if the game's over in the first half, take a gas off the pedal, relax, you know, sit back a little bit and conserve your energy. I think Mikel Arteta has learned that management side because I always believe tactically he's been there. So when Arsenal are fighting for a title, I think you know I think people underrated Mikel Arteta's tactical abilities. And when you see the team that he can produce now, I think people are now starting to catch on how good a manager he actually is. Because uh, let's not forget, let's not forget the start of last season. He was ranked 20th in terms of managers going into a season. And now we're sitting top of the league. So I think it's, you know, it's about time people realise the tactical quality of Arteta. And when you've got the personnel, like we do now, the, the results are to be seen. 20 points clear of Tottenham, you know. Not bad. Um, I, well, that, I mean, that's just it. Look, look at this, Pedro. We are eight points clear of the chasing pack, right? Manchester City leading the way. What a squad they've got. What a manager they've got. Um, you know, Manchester United, once hopeful title rivals, 19 points behind Arsenal with 10 to play. The scum, 20 points. Uh, Liverpool and Chelsea, look at that, 27 and 31 respectively. Pedro, have any of those teams surprised you in terms of how bad they've been this season? Or, or are they exactly where they deserve to be? I, I think... Spurs surprised me a little bit. I, I I thought that they would be a little bit more competitive this season. Like I I, I knew you knew where the Conte story was going to end. I didn't think it would end this soon. I thought that they would have you know they would bounce around fourth or third before it really imploded. But I thought their summer was shocking, so I wasn't um, I wasn't overly surprised. Um, Liverpool's uh, Liverpool's crash you could see it was coming, but to to see it. To see Liverpool collapse so fast and so hard um, has has kind of shocked me. Um, but I, I think that you know that's an example of of what happens when you when you make a manager a king. I think Liverpool are kind of in a situation where Arsenal were with Arsene Wenger. They've given him too much power. He's obviously not a scout, and um, you know everything Liverpool touched turned to gold for five years. 
And I think Arsenal are now that team. Every player that we bring in turns to gold, you know, and even even our failures don't look too bad. I mean, Tavares has done pretty well on loan. Sambula Conga wasn't a cataclysmic failure, but Arsenal are in a good place at the moment. And um, I, I think that Liverpool is a lesson to, to, to everybody. Like Arteta will be a king if he wins a Premier League. And it's like, how do Arsenal maintain controls around the club and don't give him too much power like we did with Wenger? But yeah, Liverpool are my... Uh, Liverpool the biggest shock this season, no doubt. Yeah, they've really fallen away. Uh, and long may it continue, frankly. Uh, as I move through the slide, just to put into perspective what Mikel Arteta is doing, the king that you describe him as, Pedro. After 28 league games this season, we've got 22 wins on the board. And after 28 games in our invincible season, Arsene Wenger's men. Arsene Wenger, of course, admitted to the Hall of Fame today. Uh, 21 wins. I mean... It's staggering. And the points total that this team might finish on is just phenomenal. Uh, the image on the right-hand side are the remaining fixtures. Manchester City, of course, have got 11 games to play, that game in hand against Brighton, which will be away at Brighton to be confirmed. Uh, but what I've got the panellists to do, viewers, is go through these games and give them the out- give us the outcomes that they think is going to happen. So it's a win, lose or draw. And they are going to come up on the following slides and we're going to basically just go through some of the highlights. So we will start with Manchester City. These are the games they've got to play, Jay. James, Pedro and Bav, of course, our kind guests, have put together their thoughts on the game. And Manchester City will reopen their Premier League title assault with Liverpool at home this coming weekend. And chaps, uh, Bav, you think that Manchester City are going to beat Liverpool this Saturday. I think James and Pedro and myself a little bit more optimistic, hoping that they drop points. But Bav, why are you so confident of City beating them? I'm not confident. I'm never confident. <laughs> but um, I, I think what it is is City are in, are in very decent form right now. You know, look at the games before the international break. The goals they're scoring. You know, Liverpool, they're hit and miss. And they might turn up, but because the games at the Etihad, I think City will win this game. I think they have too much quality right now. And Liverpool's unstable midfield for me just won't help them in this game. I think I'm more hopeful. I think I'm hoping that Liverpool just turn it on like they did against United. I mean, Pedro, just to just to get your thoughts on this game, it's a big one. I think a lot of Arsenal fans are expecting or hoping that City drop points in this fixture. Mine, my, this is more a speculative hope, but you remember when Man United had that run after Christmas and all their fans are like, is Luke Shaw the best left back in the world? Is, is Fernandez <laughs> taking the world by storm? Is he better than Messi? And then you look at the fixtures and you're like, wow, these are a lot of, pub teams that they're playing or people in like really bad runs and I sometimes think that you know, Manchester City you know they're winning but they haven't been great in all their games but they played um they played some easy games in the build-up to this two cup games I, I believe like they smashed uh Burnley and they smashed Leipzig and sometimes you can get a bit of a full sense of security they're like we're gonna go and smash anybody we come up against and then a big team comes up like when Man United came up against Arsenal and, and then you lose. So I'm kind of hoping that there's a bit of a false sense of security in the Manchester City camp and Liverpool might show up and surprise them. And my, my one question that I have for, for maybe you guys is, uh, like who do you, whose season do you think Jurgen Klopp wants to ruin? Pep Guardiola's or Mikel Arteta? What, what's worse for him? I, I don't I don't know because like remember that season when uh, Mourinho was at Chelsea had nothing to play for and he g'd up his team to ruin Brendan Rodgers Liverpool season just went all out to take it down I think it was Demba Bar scored the goal like is has Klopp got something brewing for Man City or is he waiting to slap down Mikel Arteta that's what I can't make up my mind about James you're nodding yeah, what do you want to say well I mean I there is this thing with Liverpool and City. I mean, it is a really intense rivalry. It is one that like justifiably gets compared to Arsenal and United from the late 90s, early noughties. And the one thing you'd be really confident on is that every player that takes the pitch for Liverpool on Saturday afternoon will put in an absolute shift. And I think, frankly, I think that papers over a lot of the cracks. I think that midfield will run harder than it runs in any game this season. Uh, You know, in answer to Pedro's question, I mean, they'll want to do well against Arsenal. I think they'll feel like they've got a point to prove that they belong in a, it should be a top three for next season. But like, they are going to really hit City hard, I think. And um, I mean, just the other thing I was going to say, like if if City drop points, and I'm sure we all have Arsenal beating Leeds, I, I think that's when City may start to think is the Champions League really where we need to put all our resources? I wonder. And I've kind of not predicted any of the games like they will, but it wouldn't shock you, especially if then they wobbled in any of the games before before Arsenal go to the Etihad. 
Lots of people in the chat saying that Liverpool want to get one over City, who, of course, ruined their Premier League dreams for so many years in recent years. Uh, that's a big fixture, and it's coming up, of course, this weekend. Um, Southampton away. We've gone for a win for City, James and Pedro. Bav, you think City may drop points away at the Saints? What's your thinking behind that? I'm not trying to be different, I promise you. Uh, <laughs> what, it, what it is, right, is they've got you a really poor record. They've got yeah. yeah, they've got a really poor record against Southampton. It's like their bogey team. And I think uh-huh. what will happen is after they beat Liverpool, they'll have this like, oh no, we're the serious team now. And you know, you can always get like a little sucker punch. And I think Southampton might be able to provide that. You know, they're playing some decent football right now. And we saw it against Spurs. They've got the character, maybe Theo Walcott, Ainsley Maitland can do us a favour. But you know, even in the Carabao Cup this year, I think they got knocked out. Was it yeah, the Carabao Cup, they got knocked out yeah. away at Southampton as well. So I, it's been a bit of their bogey team, and I think that's where they'll kind of get caught out, hopefully at least, and hopefully Phil Walker can bag a hat trick. Oh, fingers crossed. The rest of us going for a comfortable win for City away at Southampton. We've all got Leicester City at home. Uh, Pedro, I can't imagine City are going to get anything. Uh, sorry, Leicester City are going to get anything at the Etihad, will they? Uh, I think Leicester are just insanely disappointed this season in every game. They don't show up to anything. I think that that's, uh, then that's an easy win for them. Yeah, I think you're quite right. Then the big one. James, I want to come to you first. You think it's going to end in a draw. Uh, Pedro and Bav think we're going to, uh, they're going to lose that game. I think they're going to beat us. And we'll go through each of our thoughts because this is a big game. James, what's your thinking behind a, uh, a draw? I mean, I think these teams are pretty evenly balanced. And maybe, you know, maybe the, the luck, the dice rolls in Arsenal's direction or like cities. But I think they're about neck and neck. And frankly, let, let's be clear. One t- one team will take a draw, and one team will. I-, I know it's not Mikel Arteta's way of thinking, and I know it's not the players. But Christ, if it's the 85th minute and it's one all, I'm getting 11 players. I'm standing them all in the goal, and I'm just saying, "Yeah, you go on. You, you try and kick the ball physically through the 11 players we plugged this goal with." Like a, a draw there is gigantic, gargantuan, if you want. Um, <laughs> and I think that that you know, in the end, I think these are two teams that that can play out a draw and Arsenal will, would take it if it was on the table for them. Do you know the thing for me before I come to you, you guys uh, about your uh, thoughts on, on City losing, I can't remember the last time we played Manchester City with a fully fit first 11. And for, for whatever reason, that's just my biggest regret. Like, for whatever reason, I just think we're going to go to the Etihad and we're going to, you know, miss party or Jesus for whatever reason. And we'll just, we just won't get that chance. And when we, you know, when we have that first 11, I think we can give them a good game. But I think we're going to go there. We're going to try and play our game. And I've just got a really bad feeling that they're going to beat us at the Etihad. So I've got Manchester City down as beating us. Um, Bav, Pedro, you're more optimistic. Let's go to you, Pedro, first. You think City are going to get undone by the Gunners at the Etihad? Yeah, I, just just because at some point we've got to win, right? We, we've got to turn something over. I wonder whether. Um, uh, I mean, it also depends if they uh, like how they do against Liverpool. I'm I'm kind of with James. I think if like you can't change what your subconscious thinks, and I think if they drop points against Liverpool, their head's going to be on that Champions League. Like they, if they're ten points adrift, ten points regardless of like where it sits is a is a difficult thing to manage in your head. But I also think Mikel Arteta will um, be planning really hard for that game. I think we got, I think we've been close many times. I think if we've got um, a decent squad to, to select from, I think we could have a, a real cup final moment in that game. But the most important thing, don't lose. Like it's City have to win, Arsenal just have to not lose and then get on with the rest of the season. So I'm pretty confident that that we can get a win. But um, if we don't, hopefully we'll just uh, sneak out with a draw. Do you remember, James, we did the breakdown of the Newcastle game when Newcastle came to the Emirates and they stifled us. We yeah. did the breakdown, didn't we, where we talked about the rotational time wasting. We talked about the sort of, you know, tactical fouls that they were they were pretending. All that of that. Been I want all, all of that. that. And I'm just thinking, onwards. do you know what? Yeah, and, and you know, we were, we were talking towards the game about that's probably the one type of game that we've not seen Arteta's Arsenal be able to do. And what a wonderful time that would be to go to the Etihad and set Aaron up Ramsdale like bring a book. Like, <laughs> you know, pass our time Absolutely. here. I know. Uh, Bav, um, you've gone for a City uh, defeat as well, Arsenal to win at, at the Etihad. Um, he's still feeling confident. Why not, man? We, we are the best away team in the league. So if this is not the time to be confident, when are we allowed to be confident? You know, and Touché. let's be honest, go to the game at the Emirates Stadium, despite missing some important players, no Jesus, no Part A, 
I think we were, in some parts, the better team. And in the first half, if we were just a bit more decisive, game could have been over. I mean, look at the, some of the chances Nketiah missed. So you then put Partey in his team. You put uh, Jesus in his team. I think we've got enough to beat City. Because in that game, City were playing you know, the way they tried to play and Arsenal outplayed them. And that was at the Emirates. Arsenal have been a bit away from home this season in terms of clean sheets, in terms of, you know, just winning games. And I think as an Arsenal fan, that's seen us go to so many away games and just beat teams in the first half. I'm not saying go happen in this game here, but I really think as as we are the best away team in the league, this is the time to go to City, make a statement and start the parades maybe a bit. No, nah, okay, not, not yet, not yet. <laughs> maybe, no, I should take that back. I was getting overexcited. But point is, make a statement and, you know, step by step then. Move in silence. Absolutely. No, I, I kind of agree with you. I, I, I'm just, I guess I'm more fearful than anything else. Uh, Fulham away for City is going to be a formality for most people. But Pedro, you think they might drop a point? Anything that Fulham are capable of doing, you think, against them? Yeah, I don't think City have been the best uh, away from home. And I think after Arsenal smash them, uh, they're going to be pretty depressed. They're not going to want to travel down to London. And I think Fulham could be the team to um, teach them a bit of a lesson. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic there. After Fulham, Manchester City play West Ham at home. I think it's, yeah, wins all round. David Moyes, West Ham are in a lot of trouble. I don't think any of us can see Man City dropping points uh, at home to them. Uh, then they play Leeds, and I don't know what's happened with my Ws there, but whatever, just go with it. Uh, again, home wins all round. Nothing really much to say there. Of course, we've got Leeds this weekend, and we'll look at Arsenal's results in just a second. Everton away, spitting opinion. Uh, James, I want to come to you first. You think Dyche, the, the Strepsil Guardiola, might take yeah. something off him I'm really glad that I put a draw for this as well I've been <laughs> all of these I'm being a little bit facetious here but all of these games that I saw there was no result I was more certain of than that Sean Dyche is going to absolutely Sean Dyche Pep Guardiola at Goodison it just feels like I'm sorry it's written in the stars I don't control these things but yeah it, it's going to be uh you know City will be chewing on worms in frustration as uh Everton hack their way to a, what I mean look you know I've saw a fair few of those Everton games last season with a bad manager and like it was a team that could scrap that had a crowd behind it that made it that were really difficult to to beat I think they will still be in the relegation scrap by then and I think it would be massive for uh, Arsenal if they are and then uh, yeah just absolutely shit house their way to a one or draw um, and I will be, I will be cheering them every step of the way. Always been a Sean. I have actually always been a Sean Dyche fan. I love having him in the Premier League. Uh, I hope he keeps Everton up, and I hope he does so by taking two points out of Pep Guardiola's back pocket. We'll all be Sean Dyche fans if you can do that. I think it was Everton who who got a result of the Etihad earlier this season yeah. as well, wasn't it? They, yeah. I think they got a draw last minute. Um, I Pedro and I men, got. Were they down to 10 men? Yeah, that rings a bell. Uh, Pedro and I have gone for the win. Actually, just look at that column on the right-hand side. What's that? Seven back-to-back wins in a row? I mean, it, it's it's terrifying. Uh, Bav, uh, maybe you drop points at Goodison for, for City as well, in your opinion. Yeah, I echo what James said. I think Daesh, Daesh ball, man. We will be there. Because I, I honestly believe, in terms of Sean Daesh, he is, you know, he's what Man City hates to play against. The deep block, compactness. And give credit to Daesh as well. He can organise a bit of a press. He can organise a bit of a mid-block as well. Um, and where I think Fulham tried to be too aggressive and they get picked apart, I think Everton won't play into Man City's hands. And we saw it at Goodison Park. They stifled our passes out wide. And, and they cut off the passing lanes, you know, to the wingers. So I think at, at Goodison Park, Sean Daesh has something cooking for Pep Guardiola, potentially. Fingers crossed. Uh, Graham Potter's men will go to the Etihad and it's wins for yourself, uh, Bav and James. Pedro, you reckon that could be a draw? Do you? Th I mean, I've put that down as a draw as well. I think I'm hoping more than anything else that Potter can get a tune out of this Chelsea squad. What are you thinking, Pedro? I, I'm starting to see little threads of Potter coming through in some of the Chelsea performances. Like they're, I don't think they've been particularly good in front of goal, but they're starting to look... Um, a little better defensively. And if he's still in the job by then, which I suspect he will be, um, I, I think I, I, they've got so much quality in their squad. They're going to need some wins um, heading out of the season. And I think a draw against Manchester City... Oh, sorry. Uh, I said a draw, didn't I? I think a draw against Manchester City would represent some sort of a win with the fan base and probably show ownership that it's worth sticking with him in the summer. So I think that that would be... A, that feels like it could be a bit of a cup final game for, for Potter. And um, and I fancy it. 
Well, again, fingers crossed for that one. Hopefully Chelsea turn up. Uh, Brentford away. Wins all round. But Pedro, I think you're, you're hoping that City go there. It is a tough place to go, to be fair. We went there and won comfortably this season. But City dropping two, point, uh, two points again. Yeah, I think... Um... I think that that's going to be a tough game. I think City are going to like. I think because we've got such a uh, a positive view about how good City are as Arsenal fans, because they always batter us, we forget that they're humans as well. And I really believe that those extra six games are going to weigh heavy. There will be casualties for City, and I think that those are uh, those last two games of the season are going to be really really difficult for them. And I fancy Brentford away. Um, you know, last game of the season, home fans are going to be revved up, players are going to be revved up, and they would absolutely love to have a say in the title race. And I kind of fancy um, Brentford as a bit of a sort of league cup final type team. And if they could spoil the season, they'd have that on T-shirts uh, next season. So I'm, I'm fancying Brentford doing us a favour here. They did, of course, beat City at the Etihad. And to finish off the Manchester City fixtures, they do have to go to Brighton at some point in the season. That's the one L that I think City are going to get this season. I don't know why. I think De Zerbi's playing some good football. It just feels like in all of those games, they've got to lose one game. And Brighton away just felt like the right game for me. Pedro, you've also gone for a, for a, for a defeat. And Bav's uh, saying, suggesting that they might drop points there. But James, you think they're going to put brush Brighton aside? But then, like, kind of hearing what everyone else is saying, I do come around to that point of view of that Brighton game's got to get fitted in somewhere. And especially if they beat Bayern, which I think they will, like, that's going to get fit, fit placed at a pretty awkward time. So ugh, I'm doubting that my own belief that they will win. Um, but I do, t I tend to think that these sort of good mid, you know, six, seventh, eighth teams tend to be the ones that City deal with quite impressively because, you know, Brighton at the Amex will try to take City on at their own game, as they did Arsenal. And I have no doubt Brighton will have moments, but I kind of my suspicion was that it might end up being one of those that, that City ultimately kind of get a, a strong 4-2 win in. Yeah, well, there you have it. I'm not going to put the totals up just in case there. But those of you who are very quick with your arithmetic, we will now move on to Arsenal and power through these. Uh, look, it's Leeds first up this weekend. We are feeling confident all around, home wins all around. And like you said, uh, James, I think it was you, James, you said that if 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 Liverpool get a result at the Etihad, then we could go, you know, a clear even more. Uh, It'd be horrible, five, wouldn't it? Five o'clock. I'd hate that. Be, oh, could you imagine? Uh, but home wins, you're comfortable, James. I mean, that's it's just it's all about the next game, as people say in the chat. But it's going to be comfortable. Leeds have got some injuries as well this weekend. Yeah, exactly. No, Tyler Adams is a is a big miss for them. Um, and I just Javi Grazzi is going to get a tune out of them, and they're starting to. But I think at the moment they just feel a little bit insubstantive. Um, and Arsenal are just so good. I, this is something Bav said as well. They are so good at smashing teams in the face early on. They have, I think it's, I was looking at these numbers the other day, they have 17.9 non-penalty XG in the, or is it 17.1 non-penalty XG in the first 30 minutes of games. City, who are the nearest, are 14.9. Huge difference. And wow. I think it's a game like, I have a feeling, you know, if, especially if the Liverpool result goes the way we think, that Arsenal are going to come out and say, let's take charge of this title race right here, right now. And I think this could be one of those games that is is won quite authoritatively, quite quickly. James, you're getting me excited. Babs is nodding in agreement. Like that. <laughs> the big game, for me certainly, is Liverpool away. And I think we're going to get turned over at Anfield. There's something about Anfield that, for whatever reason, Arsenal go there and nine times out of ten we get turned over. I know we've had some glorious moments in our, in our colourful history um, you know, we, we've, we have won there, of course, uh, Freddie Lundberg, Robert Perez, last minute winner from Van Persie, Anfield, of course, which was a glorious time. But I just, I, I also panic that Liverpool are probably going to get beat <laughs> to City and they're going to probably want to bounce back and it's just going to be us. But you guys have all gone for a draw. Uh, Bav, starting with you, um, point shared at Anfield. Why? I think what it was is the Arsenal players would have learned from last season. Every time we played Liverpool, they, they just picked us off. You know, the game at, last year at Anfield, we got battered. Then, you know, the game we had at the Emirates for the Carabao Cup. Again, I think this time round, with the players that we do have, we've got some players that Liverpool don't like playing against. I think Gabriel Jesus has got a good record against Liverpool. And Trossard scored a hat-trick there earlier this season. So, you know, with the players that we have now, I think we can we have enough to get a point there. 
I think we, we might beat City the Etihad, but at Anfield, you're right. I've got a bit more like when their fans turn up and clock gets going, it's a bit difficult. But I think we'd have learned from last season, get a draw there and start to believe. Uh, maybe it's just my PTSD. James, Pedro, either of you want to come in on your optimism at Anfield? I think Bath's made a really good point there. Um, I think the one especially for me will be Martinelli, who's in such good form. And Trent uh, is just not getting better defensively, is he? And I think he will give Anfield real sleepless nights. Um, I think in the end, though, this will be one where Arsenal will be very conscious of like keeping the back, uh, back door locked and not you know, losing momentum. So I think this may be a cautious game where Arsenal look to pick their moments. I very nearly picked this as an Arsenal win, but I, I just don't, yeah, I don't think Liverpool quite have enough to beat Arsenal, to be frank. Like in midfield, especially, I think if Arsenal can get a possession game, they should dictate this, but it's Liverpool at Anfield. I don't think you should ever really kind of price in a win. I just hope the I match think... officials are having a good game. Go on, Pedro. I think the... The big story of this is, I, I, you know, Arsenal haven't said anything about William Saliba. It's not a back spasm, because if it was a back spasm, there would have been something that come out of the club. And I think my biggest concern is going to Anfield with Rob Holding. Um, I think Rob Holding is a lot better than people give him credit for. I think the, the, one, the one memory that's sit in everybody's brain is Spurs last year, where he was clearly asked to do something yeah. he's not used to. You know, he was heavy pressing early on and he got caught out. I don't think Mikel Arteta will make that same mistake this time around. But Rob Holding and Gabriel at the back against Darwin Nunes, I know that he is all over the place this season, but he doesn't he doesn't look a great match for, for Rob Holding. But So I'd imagine that Arteta will build a system around not losing that game rather than going all out like we would if uh, William Saliba was fit. So that's why I picked a draw because I think if we had a fully fit side, I think we'd, I think we'd go to Anfield and do the job this season. Fair enough. Uh, hundreds of you are watching. Please do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you're new. Don't know what's up with the comments. I can't get any on screen, it seems, after the first couple of this uh, earlier tonight. Uh, so forgive me for that, but keep the chat going. <laughs> Lots of nice comments in there. Pedro certainly is being very optimistic. Um, it's West Ham away and David Boys, they might have a new manager bounce. Uh, maybe Sam Allardyce back in, the, back in the dugout, given that Roy Hodgson has gone back to Palace. But Wins all round. Can't really see us dropping points there. We've been impressive in London derbies this season, chaps. I think that form's going to continue and I think we'll get three points at the London Stadium. It's then Southampton at home. And Pedro, you think you might drop points to the Saints at home? Why? Um, I, I, had to, I had to have a bad result in there somewhere. True. I think, true. The, I think the, there's, there's going to be some wins that we don't expect and there's going to be some drop points that we don't expect. When we drop points, there's going to be a lot of catastrophizing like there always is amongst the Arsenal fan base. Um, why wouldn't it be Southampton? Southampton always causes problems somewhere along the lines. Maybe it's worse than I imagine, but I'm always like, if there's a result that I absolutely hate every season, it's usually something Southampton did to us and we fully <laughs> deserved it. So um, that's why I'm going for a draw, just to keep Arsenal fans on the toes, on their, on their toes, to be perfectly honest. I saw that smile, James. I know there's a there's a banana peel in your fixture list as well, which we'll come up to shortly. Uh, but wins all round for everybody else. I mean, I think, yeah, look, Southampton got a new manager, but our home record needs to get better defensively. And I think we're going to we're, we're going to, you know, brush them away. It's then, of course, the Etihad fixture. We've talked about that in the previous slide. Draw for James. Pedro and Bab think that we'll beat them uh, at the Etihad. I sadly think we're gonna we're gonna lose, and that's that's a defeat at Anfield and at Etihad for me. Then it's Chelsea at home, another London derby. Um, Ped, you, you're sort of going for drop points there, but I think we're all just sort of hoping that we we win that. Chelsea are dysfunctional. They've got lots of good players. Mikhailo Mudrik coming to the Emirates. Uh, Pedro, anything you want to chuck in there uh, in terms of the draw? No, I just, I, I, but I think that this is just to, to my Manchester City point. Graham Potter needs some proof points that he can handle it at the highest level. And I think that if he could escape um, an Arsenal game with a draw, I think it'd be a big win for us. I don't think it would be a shocking result for Arsenal either. Um, so, yeah, that's why, that's why I think we might get a draw there. And Bav, Kings of London, London is red. You're confident that we'll do the business. London is so red right now. It's not even a debate. But um, no, nah, yeah, in terms of Chelsea, do you know, I, I was, I know I said City will beat Chelsea, but I think Chelsea always have a part to play in a title race, even if they're not involved. So uh, they might get a point against City. And, you know, I'm hoping Arsenal get the favour. And Mudrick scores their own goal. He's a big Arsenal fan, you know. If you're an Arsenal fan, give us a title. 
Do you know what, what a moment that would be after flirting with Mikel Arteta for, throughout the whole of the window uh, to, to score in his He'd own He'd be celebrating net. that. <laughs> yeah. Newcastle away was the cause of much heartbreak for us last season. Uh, we've gone for a few draws. Pedro, feeling a bit more confident. The PTSD of that, oh, just the way we ended last season for me is just so stuck in my head. And I, it was a generous draw. I actually think Newcastle have got a really good chance of turning us over because they are finding form and they are a good team. Eddie Howe's doing some good things. But Ped, you fancy us for the win? This was uh, Mikel Arteta's ground zero last year. I think that he realised that certain members of his squad weren't brave enough. I think that that inspired, partly inspired the real push for Jesus and Zinchenko, bring a bit of uh, winnativity uh, into the side. And I think that he's a very petty manager and he remembers things. And I think that he will be geeing his side up to seek vengeance for what happened last season. And Newcastle have been really impressive um, this season, but I think we're a much better team than we were this time last year. And I think we've, we we should have a lot of our, most of our attackers fully fit. Um, you know, people forget that we went there last year with um, a shaky back line, you know, we're missing Thomas Partey. So if we've got everyone fit, I think we're going to take them to the cleaners. I hope you're right. Uh, James, James, James. Not sure what's happened with the D there for Forrest, but let's just go with the Brighton fixture. I don't know. There's always one. I had to do this just before coming on air. Uh, a home defeat to Brighton. What is going through your mind? There's always a game, isn't there, where you <laughs> slip up, where you kind of think it's already in the bag. Um, and I think, given what I like, kind of think the table will look like, and just, you know, again, you know, it, it, for the same reason that I think several of us kind of picked Brighton to get something off City, they're a really, really good team. Uh, and I think there's something about them that means they're particularly well suited to playing Arsenal. Of course, they won at the Emirates last year. They've, they've generally, before this season, they've had a really good uh, set of results against Arsenal at the Amex as well. I just kind of think you kind of need to price in one. It, to be frank, it's just pricing in that that one game it will go yeah. wrong. Um, I could have picked Newcastle, I could have picked Chelsea, but I just this. Frankly, I think Brighton are the best of the the teams after City that Arsenal are going to play, and I think actually they might even be better than Liverpool at the moment yeah well I think I think you're quite right there's always going to be that one fixture that completely surprises you but for me if that happens with two three games to go <laughs> I'd rather it wasn't then go yeah my heart is going to go as you guys can see I've got us down for a draw at Forest I think Forest are going to be fighting for their lives it's going to be their final home game of the season you're all very confident of us going to Forest and getting the win uh Bav any thoughts on that the city grounds Nottingham Forest relegation contenders but but you think we're gonna go there and turn them over yeah, I, I do. And I think I look at the Arsenal fixtures in a different way. I don't look at the teams. I actually look at the rhythm of the wins. Arsenal, you know, they normally win games in a row. It's not like one win, two win, then a loss. It's always like one, two, three, four wins, then a draw, a loss. So, I, you know, for example, I look at Pedro's one there. I, draw, loss. I don't, that's not how Arsenal, Mikel Arteta's Arsenal have always kind of been. You win a lot of games and then you lose two, maybe draw one, and you win a lot of games again. That's, that's why he's got, I think, 100 wins already as an Arsenal manager. So, yeah, I think Arsenal will just fire the way through. Fair enough. I can see that in your runs, both Bav and Pedro, we, we haven't we haven't lost a game in the final nine, and that's not going to change against Wolves at home because we are all going for a home win. Um, Pedro, when you look at it like that, do you genuinely think we're not going to lose a game from now on in until the end of the season? Yeah. I or, think, or had you not realised? Go on. I, no, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm optimistic, I, I, but I can't. I agree with you know what Bav's said. Like this is. Uh, this is a team that's been ruthlessly consistent this season. I think we've got seven days between each game. Our players should be fresher than um, than our rivals. Like um, and Mikel Arteta, like Bab said at the start, like tactical genius. Um, when you give him six or seven days to prepare for teams and get them motivated, make sure that they're fresh and ready. Um, I don't think there's a, I don't think there are many managers that are better in the world at that. So I'm I'm feeling like it's going to be a really good run in for Arsenal, and I'm hoping that we're we're just going to you know channel some of that 1998 vibes where we just went on a bit of a tear. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about the the run, and hopefully um, we can. It's the city and the city and Liverpool games are the ones that give me nightmares, but um, we've got to turn them over at some point. 
you and me both. Lots of really nice comments coming in. Jamie, I can't know why the comments aren't working, but Jamie B says, big hitting panel out tonight. Really appreciate that. Bailey Wilson sitting here grinning at this quality content on my TV. Thank you, Bailey. And, and Mrs. Josh, I hope you've not uh, slapped Josh for forcing you to watch The Firm tonight. Uh, right. If I, if you had a drum roll, <laughs> let's, let, let's imagine that in our minds and let's see what the totals say. So first up, James, you were a little bit anxious as to whether, you know, maybe City were going were gonna to pip us. But according to your predictions, we are going to get 21 out of our final 30 points, leaving us on 90 and 88 points for City. That, of course, would mean that we are champions by two points. How does that make you feel? You, you look like you're in disbelief. I mean, like, I actually get stressed even just seeing like the predictions of how the season <laughs> might end, let alone actually think about it. I suppose the one thing I'm looking at that thinking is that's quite a bit of wiggle room. 70%, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but Arsenal are, are getting much more than 70% of their points over the, the past 28 games. So it does suggest that like Arsenal could be a smidge worse and, and get away with it, which... Um, I'd rather they weren't, but it's good to know. It is. It's a pleasant surprise, and, and, and mine is also a pleasant surprise. But, Pedro, you are much more confident. You think Arsenal are going to be rampant, 24 points out of 30, so eight wins, let's just say, from our last 10. 93 points compared to City, fluttering. 19 from 33 points only, meaning they finish on 80, meaning they might even not finish second. Yeah, maybe I, maybe I underestimated <laughs> Manchester City. <laughs> I think I, 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 your fault. I didn't Where know what the it. questions to be fair. Yeah, I did, <laughs> well, you're I just did. making note right now. I think <laughs> yeah. I think I think a, my my guess is 86 points is going to win the Premier League this year. So I might have you know it would <laughs> be tight. I think 86 points is going to win the Premier League. I think Manchester City are going to suffer, and I think that's what I think that's the thing people are not expecting that those extra games won't play uh, a role because they've got like this mutant guy up front. But I think. Manchester City are going to suffer, maybe not to the level of 80 points, but I think Arsenal are going to have a really good run. So um, I'm confident. Do you know what? And to your point, Man City, I think James mentioned it as well, and we've mentioned it on this channel previously. If if Arsenal do get a sizable lead and City come into those games in the Champions League, which of course we know is their priority because they've never won it, they want to win it, they want to buy it, they may just take their eye off the gas their eye off the gas, <laughs> eye off the prize. And they might take up their foot off the gas and sort of start rotating and Pep's going to Pep and he might start protecting and he doesn't really care about the Premier League. If he doesn't win it this year, they'll probably bounce back and win it next year. So maybe, maybe they'll dip off. But as uh, Bav says, maybe this will be Pep Guardiola's team talk, wax it up on the wall and uh, they batter Liverpool at the weekend. Uh, speaking of Bav, uh, 26 out of 30 points for Arsenal, 95 points, the highest point collection of the four of us, and 84 points to City. That is a comfortable title win, Bav. Are you feeling as comfortable now that we've looked back at the results? Yeah, maybe I'll give City a few more points, but no, yeah. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't change it. I'll tell you why I wouldn't change it, because right now, Touchwood, everyone's fit. Apart from City, most players are fit. And with that team, as we saw in the first half of the season, this was a similar level of point study. So I'm expecting, I'm hoping that team can rekindle that sort of form, which they have shown since Jesus returned as well, and just keep going like that. But, you know, as we saw with James, you know, he had quite a few, a defeat here, draw then Arsenal still end up on top. So, uh, you know, Arsenal fans right now shouldn't be, uh, they should be confident. I'll be honest, you should be confident that we can do it. You should believe, if anything. If not confident, believe in your team because, you know, what, with 10 games left, I think, what, six wins, seven wins, we're there. Oh my God, just, just thinking about it just gives me shivers. Um, Grumpy Doctor says, ah, I'm getting shivers from James's prediction. It's just too tight. Well, Grumpy Doctor, this isn't going to make your heart any better. I think we're going to get the, le the lowest return, <laughs> 20 of 30 points. That was my predictions. And I think City are going to finish very, very strong, 26 out of 33. And that will mean that we win the title by two points, 89 to 87. Neither club get into 90. Um I don't, but do you know what? Looking back at my predictions, though, I think, James, to your point, we, there's a bit of wriggle room here. Like we have, mm. we have, you know, room for a bit of error. Like if we slip up. At, <laughs> we at, said that at this stage of last season, didn't we? Oh, was it you know, a few games after? I know, but, but genuinely, like this buffer, that, you know, we, I, what was made a good point on this channel a, a couple of weeks ago, if we go into the Etihad with that buffer of five, seven, eight points, then the pressure's almost off us. Like we've got nothing, we've, you know, obviously we've got a game to lose and, and the, the momentum can swing and, you know, the minds, the heads can go, but 
you'd rather be you'd, you'd rather have this sort of eight point gap potentially 10 11 point gap on saturday and go to the Etihad Anfield. If someone, you know, it, you, someone gives you that, you're taking that. But I do think we've got room just to kind of have a slip up or two and refocus and get back to it. And I mean, look at that. All four of us, have, four of us have got Arsenal winning the league. I mean, James, that did surprise you, didn't it? Um, <laughs> that, you, that you thought you thought maybe we weren't gonna uh, because that's what you were a bit nervous about before going on air. I still think we aren't going to, but <laughs> better to prepare yourself for disappointment and then be. Uh... Pleasantly surprised. It is, yeah. Do you know what? You live and die by social media. So before people start screenshotting, let's just uh, start, stop sharing <laughs> yep. the screen. Um, but look, listen, it's it's just a bit of harm, harmless fun. Uh, you know, the international break, I wanted to get guys, get you, get you guys together to get your thoughts on why we are where we are and where we're sort of going. I'm really sorry I couldn't get uh, any of the comments on screen. I don't know what's happened, although Boyce88 says that YouTube froze. The whole of YouTube froze earlier. Maybe that's why. I don't know. The comments just don't seem to be working. But chaps, it's been good fun. Um, it is the home straight now of the Premier League season. Ten games to play for Arsenal. We are eight points clear. Eleven games for Manchester City as they lead the chasing pack. If this Saturday, if the early kickoff at the Etihad, if it goes our way and we beat Leeds, oh, what if? Oh, what if? If anybody wants to follow Bav, he is, of course, the legendary content creator on YouTube. Uh, what are you, Bav, now? 150k followers on Twitter. And how many sub subs have you got on YouTube? Just remind yeah. us, tickle us. No, it's it's similar. It's similar. I'm not gonna give numbers. Yeah, but listen, me. it's all it's all love. It's all I'm all, I'm so grateful for it and thank you so much. No, you. mate, it's, it's phenomenal. And listen, <laughs> listen, I really appreciate you coming on, but do give Bav a follow. He is at BavSS14. James, of course, correspondent at the CBS Sport Desk. Um, James, everyone can find you at James Benj. Thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate you coming on. My pleasure. Thanks as ever for having me. Thanks, man. And of course, Pedro from LeGrove. Pedro, you also hit like 100k followers, didn't you, on Twitter? Like, LeGrove's just going from strength to strength. Yeah, we're having a, having a good year. Having a good year. Yeah, having, a tr having a tremendous year. Uh, listen, thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight. There are still hundreds of you watching, which I'm eternally grateful for. Uh, we are on the way to 20,000 subscribers here at Latte Firm, and I am doing the breakdown on Arsenal.com on Saturday, which I'm really psyched about. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Yeah, I'm super excited about Never it. Some old. <laughs> this old man's going to turn up and there's going to be all these trendy hipsters that have no idea what I'm going to talk about. But no, listen, thank you so much for watching tonight. Do drop a like on the video, subscribe to the channel if you're new and enjoy the title race that is upon us. Until next time, it is very much bye for now.